Welcome to Day 78 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Kemp here with uh, Matthew Kresge and Katie Kresge. Hello. And uh, we've deeply enjoyed uh, reading Scripture together and also uh, reading Scripture with you as we've moved through the book of Luke and now in the book of Acts. Uh, this week we catch Paul in the middle of his second missionary journey and will, um, by the end of the week, bleed into his third missionary journey. And it's been a fun, it's been a fun adventure all the way from the beginning. It really gets exciting this week. There's a lot that's going to happen mm-hmm. as uh, the gospel moves into uh, Greece uh, in, in much greater, in much greater depth. Thought I would uh, give you one of our favorite resources or one of our new favorite resources that just came out to, in print a couple of weeks ago. It's a book called "Reading the New Testament uh, as Christian Scripture," and it's by two of our. Uh, favorite um, New Testament scholars, Constantine Campbell, with a name like that, you've got to be good. Yeah, That's just yeah. fantastic. And Jonathan Pennington at a Southern Seminary. Uh, it's always best practice when you do a new book of the Bible to uh, read some of the background and understand some of the cultural you know, history that's taking place. And these guys do a good job of, of doing that and setting the pace. Uh, you know, for you as you read. If you have a good study Bible, we recommend the ESV study Bible, mm-hmm. the NIV biblical theology study Bible, uh, any of those. Uh, their background will really help you see some of the see, see some of the key themes and yeah. to kind of know what to look for as you're reading, and really enhance your experience as as you read. Uh, as we continue our journey through the book of uh, Acts, uh, we come to Acts chapter 16. Uh, let's uh, before we read that passage, let's. Uh, offer this moment and ourselves to the Lord. Katie, why don't you read this? Okay. Father, thank you for a new day. Thank you for this time that we have together um, in your word. And we just come before you and um, humbly ask that you would do something in us as we read and um, discuss and engage in your word together, that your spirit would Um, just bring things to light and continue to transform us um, into your son. So thank you so much for who you are and um, thank you for your faithfulness to us. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Acts chapter 16, beginning in verse 1. Paul came to Derbe and then to Lystra, where a disciple named Timothy lived, whose mother was Jewish and a believer, but whose father was a Greek. The believers at Lystra and Iconium spoke well of him. Paul wanted to take him along on the journey, so he circumcised him because of the Jews who lived in that area, for they all knew that his father was a Greek, and they traveled from town to town. They delivered the decisions reached by the apostles and the elders in Jerusalem for the people to obey. So the churches were strengthened in the faith, and they grew daily in numbers. Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Phrygia and Glacia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed by Mysia and went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. From Troas, we put out to sea and sailed uh, straight for Samothrace, and the next day we went on to Neapolis. From there, we traveled to Philippi, a Roman colony in the leading city of that district of Macedonia, and we stayed there several days. On the Sabbath, we went outside the city gate to the river, where we expected to find a place of prayer. We sat down and began to speak to the women who had gathered there. One of those listening was a woman from the city of Tharatara named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth. 
She was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. When she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us to her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us. Once when we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a female slave who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners for fortune telling. She followed Paul and the rest of us, shouting, these, men's are servant, these men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept us up for many days. Finally, Paul became so annoyed that he turned around and said to the Spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the Spirit left her. When her owners realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged him into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, These men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundation of the prisons were shaken. At once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, Don't harm yourself, we're still here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in, and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked them, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the other believers in the house. At that hour of midnight, the jailer took them and washed their wounds, and immediately he and all his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole household. When it was daylight, the magistrates sent the officers to the jailer with these orders, release those men. The jailer told Paul, the magistrates had ordered to you and Silas be released. Now you can leave. Go in peace. But Paul said to the officers, they beat us publicly without a trial, even though we're Roman citizens and threw us into prison. And now do they want to get rid of us quietly? No, let them come themselves and escort us out. The officers reported to the magistrates and what they'd heard, that Paul and Silas were Roman citizens. They were alarmed. They came to appease them and escorted them from the prison, requesting them to leave the city. After Paul and Silas came out of the prison, they went to Lydia's house, where they met with the brothers and sisters and encouraged them. Then they left. Exciting journey into the city of Philippi. Mm -hmm. And you know, we're on new new ground immediately because there is no synagogue. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're there for several days, and uh, they go out to the edge of the city uh, to a river, expecting to find a place of prayer and uh, if you didn't have enough you had to have 10 men in order to form a synagogue and if you didn't have 10 men in the city who come together form a synagogue you'd form a place of prayer and when they go to the place of prayer there, there's not a, a single man there according to the text there were women who were gathered there uh, to pray mm-hmm. uh, worshipers of God and you kind of have to wonder what their worship looked like if they had an Old Testament scroll that they were reading from or simply you know, just offering prayer and worship mm-hmm. uh, to God it's kind of interesting a place of prayer needed to be by a river with living <laughs> water mm-hmm. which is a fantastic mm-hmm. symbol of what would uh, uh, you know happen through Christ or what had happened That's through so Christ true. when he said 
if anyone comes to me, he will have springs of living water flowing within him. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what the Jewish you know, connection mm-hmm. was, but that was the requirement. It had to be by living water. Yeah, that's cool. What are some of the other things that stand out in the passage as you look at it? Well, you definitely see that they were um, the disciples were um, sensitive to what the Spirit was leading them to do. Right? I I kind of wonder like what happened that made them feel like the Spirit was keeping them from going to Asia. Um, but yeah, it's just it's. It's neat to see that they were very sensitive. They're probably, you know, just in prayer so much um, and constantly asking for the Spirit's guidance. Um, and then for Paul to have um, a dream about a Macedonian man. And, and then, of course, we see when they o- obey that, um, we see the fruit of, of their obedience. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he will talk about, you know, in certain instances where, you know, uh, Satan prevented us, mm-hmm. you know, from moving forward. And these two instances is the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of Jesus, you know, that kept them from moving forward. It could have been something, you know, very dramatically, you know, as uh, Silas is a prophet, Paul obviously is a prophet as well, you know, just a word coming from the Lord. But it just could have been the sense, you know, we're just not easy with this decision. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like a great decision, but just no sense of real peace in, in moving forward. And I know mm-hmm. we've, we've had that as a staff yeah. where, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking about decisions. It's a really great idea, but just for some reason, as we get together, there's an unease, mm-hmm. you know, about moving forward. And, and, and we don't, you know, move forward with that sense of unease. And, and that may well have been what was happening, you know, that they just, this is a great idea, but it just, for some reason, you know, doesn't feel right. Yeah. Well, and what what a beautiful display of God's sovereignty and providence that, I mean, it seems interesting that it's like, well, why wouldn't the Spirit want him to preach in this area? You know, why wouldn't the mm-hmm. Spirit of Jesus want him to go here and, and preach the gospel? And you realize because God had a work for them to do in Macedonia. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so sometimes I, I think, especially if I read this with students, they'll always ask, you know, well, why, why did God keep them from preaching the gospel? That's a good thing. And it's because he had a work for them to do there. It's not that the gospel never reaches these areas. Right. It's in God's sovereignty and providence. He wanted Paul, you know, in this place at this time. Yeah. And we see three conversion stories, you know, powerful um, conversion stories. And we know from the rest of church history and from, you know, scripture that Philippi is going to play a, a big piece in the kingdom of God. Yeah, there's no yeah. doubt about it. And there's a lot of difference, you know, always between a good idea and where God is guiding us. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we need to, you know, that's one reason we always need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and you know, for His guidance, because there are a lot of ideas in our life that just seem like a slam dunk, you know, when we're just thinking, you know, our own thoughts and going in our own direction. But God often uh, leads us through detours that are more deeply meaningful than what we, you know, what we have for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we need to be ready to, at any moment, you know, hold our hands loosely and to be guided, you know, by the Spirit of God to the place He wants us to be, uh, and and I love, of course, uh, you know, your reference to God's sovereignty. God knows, you know, where best we need to be and how best to steward the gospel. And uh, as people love the gospel, to have a heart to hear Him and know Him and follow Him and to respond exactly the way that uh, He wants us to respond, even when they had. You know the the dream. Uh, you know they they can. You know it's still like okay that that must be it. Yeah. It wasn't quite a slam dunk. And said so, let's yeah. try that, and, yeah. and they move in that direction and, and go that and they go that way as well. well. And sometimes we just get kind of the summary statements like this is kind of a summary of how you know the spirit kept them from preaching. It could have been long agonizing nights. You know we just don't have any yep. any detail. I mean it could have been so many nights where they're just like 
man, again, we're, you know, kept from preaching the gospel here. And mm-hmm. finally that dream does come and they say, oh, okay, now we understand, you know, and we just don't always see that inner, you know, wrestling. Yeah. Yep. Of course, when we begin this, uh, you know, we begin this chapter, we're introduced to a key player in the ministry of Paul, this young man named Timothy, who is mm-hmm. spoken well of uh, because his father is a Greek. He hasn't been circumcised. And, and so Paul, you know, is, is a young man, uh, and it circumcises him, and Timothy had to begin it. Really, do we have to do this? Because the message they're delivering to all the churches is <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to be circumcised. <laughs> right. it, it said, what in the world's, and yeah. it's just, you know, Paul's heart was, I become all things to all people so that by all possible means I might save some. And he's taking advantage of Timothy's Jewish heritage to give him an inroad. You know, the people that Paul had a you know, big heart for, his own people. Mm-hmm. He would say in Romans, I could almost wish myself a curse for their sake mm-hmm. uh, so that they would come to know them. And it's making a move toward them. Even though the gospel didn't demand it, it's Timothy giving up his freedom for the sake of his witness, yeah, right. which is a beautiful. Yeah, and um, then in verse 10, we have our first we right our first there first you go person. Katie. way to go yeah so we are we see that luke is there <laughs> he's present and which study bible did you get that out of <laughs> oh not, 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 not. <laughs> katie is a very careful reader of scripture <laughs> and uh, very we'll alert talk to about that details. later yeah no it's absolutely <laughs> you will find some passages where you know luke is you know describing them you know, as a distant observer, then some passages where yeah. he's describing it is personal involvement. So at Philippi and for these events, you know, he is is is, is with them. So a lot of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Luke's gospel is coming in from firsthand experience, and it's vivid here. Mm-hmm. And of course, you see, you know, in Philippi, I also to me, I'm I'm just kind of loving the irony of this young, you know, servant girl following him around. Proclaiming, you know, truth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. These are servants of the Most High God, right. but the testimony is coming from the wrong place. And uh, this passage says, for several days, Paul put up with that. Yeah, <laughs> Paul's a much more patient man, you know, than, than I am. And finally, he's annoyed, <laughs> yeah. and he yeah. turns around. And of course, uh, because um, because their welfare is threatened or their livelihood is threatened. Mm-hmm. Uh, these men who had been exploiting this you know, servant girl for their own profit are deeply upset, and they are, are thrown in and thrown into jail. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Verse nineteen. You know, when their owners, when our owners realized their hope of making money was gone, not in the celebration of you know liberation or deliverance mm-hmm. from, I love even just in the Greek, the, the Python spirit. You know, is mm-hmm. what she has. You know, not that she's been liberated. They, so which study Bible did you get that yeah, from? I got that from the, the Greek it? Bible. Yeah. The yeah. Greek, oh, Greek New Testament. But the, you just, I mean, so much of it, I mean, these these men just looked at her as as a, mm-hmm. as property in which she, they could make money off of yeah. her. And, you know, God sees her as one who is to be redeemed. And I think, you know, reading this, because it is sandwiched in between two conversion stories, that I, I think this is a conversion story for this, you know, slave girl. We don't get the full details mm-hmm. of all of it. Um, if nothing else, she's set free. She's set free from and, that possession, you know, and, and she's experienced a different kind of power, yeah, other exactly. than a you know, demon, you know demonic power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and their experience. Of course, we talked about this. Um, maybe I can't remember last week. I guess um, about just the different prison experiences for Peter compared to Paul and Silas here um, in Philippi. But 
it's such an interesting experience. Um, one that I deeply love because, of course, what are they doing in the middle of the night? They're worshiping, <laughs> which is a form of worship. Um, they're praying and singing together at midnight, and everybody's hearing it. I think the jailer is hearing it. Um, what do you think? Do you think the jailer's hearing it and is, is intrigued? On, I'm guys. sure he is. Well, the other prisoners uh, uh, were listening. Uh, uh, yeah, so. yeah. Uh, uh, yeah it wouldn't have been like closed off enough to where they. Uh, had his house is probably joined to you know to the jail, mm. uh, as many you know tradesmen would have you know that they, they would have their ho- their homes you know conjoined yeah. to the place where they practice their trade, mm. and uh, of course they were put in the inner cell, which means there were several layers of escape that they were put in stocks. And, uh, you know, they are referring to, you know, P- uh, Peter's asleep when the mm-hmm. angel of the Lord and, and, and Paul and Silas, you know, praying and, and singing hymns. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is take a nap, by the way. But anyway, uh, God has all things at all times <laughs> for our refreshment and for our enjoyment and renewing ourselves in worship and renewing ourselves yeah. in, in rest yeah. and having a heart of calm, even mm-hmm. in, the, in the middle of facing, you know, execution. Yeah. Yeah, for the sake of Peter, is is a good thing as well. I just wonder which hymns they were singing. I know. Yeah. I don't know. They were that. probably Behold singing the wondrous mystery. Uh, yeah, maybe that's a, a mighty fo- a mighty fortress. You know, is is our God? Years before Luther, yeah. Luther actually discovered it and then uh, re- reprinted <laughs> it. Sure the it. But you do have it. wonderful hymns, you know, tucked away in Scripture and Colossians and Philippians. You know, where Paul uses at least you know uh, poetic meter in order to describe the grandeur of Christ. You know, existing in the form yeah. of God and not consider in, in Philippians. Mm-hmm. And yeah. as a hymn, I think they were probably just them. singing psalms. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, who knows, though? I, that's what I think. And then it was said they were singing psalms. Yeah. It says they're singing right. hymns. Right. Yeah. Uh, you should have read that read in the Bible. Greek when you were yeah. doing yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Moving on. But yes, I, I love actually, the question. I mean, because yeah. we are, our time, Yeah. You know, there's, thanks for spending more time with us. But um, the question that the jury We're now asked, moving into the bonus hour. Yeah. <laughs> Sirs, what must we do to be saved? Oh, I mean, what yeah. a great question. Know. You know, because he, he knows his livelihood is at stake now. I mean, yeah. it has moved far beyond just a, you know, oh, this is not that, you know, non-consequential, you know, like, go do what you want. Like, this is a huge moment for the jailer and the question, yeah. Sirs, what must I do to Believe be saved? Believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. And he's mm-hmm. not talking about... I believe a few facts about the Lord Jesus Christ, and uh, he's really talking about place your full confidence, mm-hmm. uh, you know, both for salvation, but uh, for the continuing of salvation in this life. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and then he serves in this mill with great joy, joy. Yeah. not because none of the prisoners had escaped and he had, you know, escaped, you know, losing his own life, but because he had believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and. Uh, David once prayed, you know, uh, restore to me the joy of my salvation. And I think many of us could pray that prayer mm-hmm. uh, that then we have been released and, uh, from, from our chains and from our bondage. And uh, we have been given this great grace. And, and I, I love that. Mm-hmm. Of course, we didn't even get to talk about the Lord opening Lydia's heart so she could believe mm-hmm. there's so much more in this mm-hmm. that we, we should have hit. And when we record this again in five years, it'll be much better than it was today. <laughs> Heavenly Father, thank you so much uh, for these moments in your word. Thank you that your word is far richer than anything we can cover in uh, 15 minutes or 20 minutes today. Uh, we thank you for your presence with us. We thank you for the story you've invited us to be a part of. We thank you for 
who Jesus is and the freedom that we have in him, whether we're a slave girl or whether we're apostles in chains uh, or the jailer who's not in chains that you set prisoners free. Amen. Amen.